Kaboom. What's up, Benjamin? Ah, a lot of things. Yeah, it seems like a nice day. Actually, it was raining. It's been up and down. But it seems like a nice moment. Nice bright sun. Like a, like an hour ago, it was raining cats and dogs, and now it's nice. It's changeable yeah, yeah. in this year. All right, what, what, anything interesting we have to talk about what happened last night? 11, 10. <laughs> that guy over here is a big time Man United fan. And 11, 10. There were 21 penalties scored. I have to look this up. I haven't had time today, but I don't even know if that's happened in football before. 21 penalties consecutively scored. I'm just saying English team penalties do the matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Does not matter. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of extra beers just for that. I needed to. I needed to. Yeah, I don't know what else to do. All right. Anyway. Let's give that on. Um, we have uh, a few little changes today, right? Yep. Um, first of all, I'm using a different microphone here. So yeah, No wonder you sound amazing. The, the sound quality is just lecker. So if I not only look much better than Ron, but only sound better than uh, that's due to the microphone. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Do you know what I'm millions of fans? We should have a vote. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Why I'm saying this? Because I had a chat with our good friend Alex Sarita yesterday. We were chatting with different topics, and he is one of the most loyal followers of the show. And he said, uh, "We should, should we shouldn't be so nice to each other." I think he wants more beef. So I thought that's a good oh. step. Yeah. That right. I have, I have no meat, Benjamin. So we shall see how this goes. I know, I know, I know. So Alex, if you want to join us for 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 the show, feel free, right? Uh, yeah, that's not bad, Chuck. Right. You can throw in some some punches here and there. Uh, yeah, let's see how that goes. Other than that, I mean, you know what we're always talking about today. But what changes today, Ron? Well, for starters, we're uh, going to be a little tighter, a little crisper, and also. It's not so much of a presenting show like we've been doing, where you talk about a story and then we discuss it at the end. We're going to talk about each story together, um, which I think is a bit more fun. Maybe we can get in more of Alex's banter that he's looking for. Alex, I'll be curious to hear your feedback after this show. <laughs> that also means I, I have to drink in between the show and not when I'm backstage, as I usually do. <laughs> right, right. Maybe that should be a good show. I think. Uh, Who's it? Seth Myers has a show where basically people get uh, he, him and his celebrity gets drunk live on camera. I think that's fun. We should try that. Oh, no, no, no. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's always 4 a.m. somewhere. Yeah. Okay, let's go. I'll start with the first story. Ben, go for it. Have you ever watched live sports on a flight? No. I believe you can now. With the NBA, um, really nice story. I mean, I, it, it's pretty simple. The NBA League Pass, which is, of course, super popular um, all over the world. Now you can watch it while you're traveling between countries as well. It's only available for in overseas flights, not domestically within the US. But they have a partnership with a company called Viasat, who's an in-flight connectivity partner. NBA announced that earlier this week. And they're launching it with JetBlue, uh, is their first flight that you can watch NBA games live on. I think that's, I mean, I've, I watched a lot of sports documentary on flights. Um, yeah. Watch live sports, man, that would be so cool. Yes, I, I had a couple of situations where, where I booked a flight like a month in advance, and then 
a couple of weeks before, maybe even a week before, I realized, damn it, that's exactly when my team is playing. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, I don't know, sit, sitting on the plane right before departure, I was watching like or following on the live ticker the first 20 minutes and had a one hour flight or something. And as soon as I landed, I went back on the phone and, and checked what was going on. But of course, I would have watched it uh, on the plane. Um, yeah. Big question sure. is, can they can they guarantee that's a good quality? That that I'm a bit skeptical about. I mean, whatever something is better than nothing. Or might, might be a bit dodgy to start, uh, but I mean, you get full-on streaming on flights. I have actually tried watching one. I mean, I bought the internet pack and tried to stream. It didn't work so well. But usually, I'm just getting updates on WhatsApp and stuff. So as long as there's a decent quality stream, I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I've been super amazed um, that when the first time I was I was texting someone or WhatsApping someone uh, during a flight, uh, that, that was really cool. I was like, yeah. I'm, I don't know how high I was, I mean, plane-wise, um, height-wise. Uh, but um, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Altitude, Ben. But what are you looking for? Altitude. altitude. <laughs> yes. Thanks for asking this idiot here. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, as said before, we are going to keep things short and crisp today, which means we yep. go right to topic number two. Let's Ooh. do it. We are going to talk about sports tech innovation. That's nothing new. But this time, we're going to speak about uh, some research that BT Sport has conducted um, as part of its 20, Innovate 21 campaign, where they're looking to work with uh, interesting new tech startups uh, that can then cooperate with BT sports and they were asking what has actually been um yeah the best innovation um uh, both recently and all time while the all-time ones have are not so interesting because it's stuff like um yeah instant replays slow motion replays um ability to rewind live tv uh, we should yep. rather focus on the most recent things that are more interesting um yeah and um when it comes to recent innovations in sports broadcasting, the two leading ones were spider drone cameras and 360-degree viewer-controlled cameras. The first one I definitely have seen in like in, in live broadcast. That's always cool footage. But the 360-degree viewer-controlled cameras—that's nothing I have tested before. Yeah, I come to the next. I one. wanted to ask you this. I wanted to ask you the same thing because I was surprised. It's like, is this some default offering on BT Sport, which nobody else gets? Like, I have, I would love that, of course, but I haven't used it. Same here. I mean, drone footage is amazing. That that's clear, right? But yeah. I have never tested this. I mean, BT Sports has has introduced the the Watch Together feature, so they seem to be a bit, um, yeah, more more innovative than others. But this feature, I've never seen before. You know, one of my favorite things is when like people. In during a live game, happens happens especially a few times in cricket, where they have the spider cams and the drone cams, and the ball will hit the camera. Yeah, you see the effect of the camera going. It's so stupid. I don't know why I like it, but it's so much fun. Yeah, we, we human beings like like it when things go wrong. Right. But actually, honestly, the fun bit was all the stuff that the viewers didn't like, and no surprises for guessing number one was VAR, which yeah, the one here, right? Yeah. Yeah, down there. Nobody number, actually, number two and number three surprised me. Number two was, I think, the esports streaming uh, or live streaming. And number three and was fantasy sports. sports. Yeah. Dude, BT Sport, guys, come on. Fantasy Sports is amazing. 
I mean, as always, when conducting such research, the question is, who did they ask? And I think if they would have asked uh, an American audience, I think they would have got a, gotten a different um, feedback there. No, but even, um, even amongst the Brits, I mean, the uh, I think the Premier League fantasy game is one of the most widely placed. Eight million players uh, played that. Over eight and a half million, I think, played that this season. It's pretty widely played. British audience, I'm, I was surprised by that. Yeah, maybe they want to keep it keep it separate. I don't, I don't know. Um, there was one other thing that was two other things that were interesting. Um, yeah, the best in, innovations uh, innovation by athletes, teams, or sports authorities was the use of goal line technology. Yeah. I think that is clear. That is that is a winner. Um, similarly, at second position, it was Hawkeye technology, mostly used in tennis and cricket. And I don't know if you've seen it. A little highlight there. Uh, number three, horse racing photo finish technology <laughs> that, uh, horse tech my friend always always a shout out to the horse tech but uh one thing on the goal line tech i don't know if you saw did you see the patrick mahomes interview about uh, the sensor in the ball like mm -hmm. i think uh last week or something there was an article and he was talking about patrick mahomes is so much like a forefront of technology as a proponent of innovation he was like yeah we should put a sensor in the ball to record the touchdown um, it's about time this has to happen, blah, blah, blah. So basically, goal line tech in the NFL. And then I think the head officiating, head of NFL officiating officer, whatever, uh, not referee, but head of that department, was like, no, we need the sensor in the ball. We need sensor in the athlete's knee because the knee also has to go down. Then there should be a sensor in the foot. And I said, dude, missing the point a little bit, but it's, uh, it's an interesting direction where like people who are trying to be like cool, close to innovation, and others are like, no, 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 but this is not possible. That's not possible. So. Yeah, yeah. Plus the never-ending debate: optical versus uh, versus physical tracking. Uh, tracking. Yeah. Yeah. But interesting one. I like this. I like I like BD sports. I mean, cool stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, yep. Yeah. On to the next one. On to the next one from BD. We go to Facebook. Um, yeah, actually, I really like this. Like the story. Apparently, I. I didn't know this. This has been up from Facebook since August last year. Apparently, have, have you seen anything on on Facebook where through their live or pay per view formats? No, not really. I think I've, I've read it. In, have, in actually, different question. Sorry, not to interrupt, but have you been on Facebook since August last year? <laughs> <laughs> That's the more important question. Uh, yeah, accidentally. <laughs> accidentally for birthdays. Birthdays, yes. I still <laughs> Facebook still sends me birthday notifications. I, no, I like and. No, I, ha I have an app, very cool one actually. I think it's called Hip or Hippo or something that pulls birthday notification, birthday um, dates uh, out of Facebook. That's my my use case. Uh, but no, sometimes we still post stuff on Facebook. I always wonder why we still do this. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the only reason I think. Yeah, but okay. Anyway, about about the story, it's. Um, um, yeah. So to, uh, oh, man. Yeah, you were gone for a bit. I think you have to have to start again. Okay. Sorry, I was just saying about the Facebook story. Yeah, apparently they're getting closer to sports and they find this format really interesting, which is pay-per-view model. And uh, Facebook's plan is, as you can see in the bull night, nicely summarized, is that they want, um, they think this is huge potential, paid, uh, paid online events. Um, and they also find that this model is really good for the event host, right? Now, 
Facebook is giving them all the money. So if we're hosting, for example, we uh, uh, view it, we would get all that money. You can't imagine that this would last for long. Facebook will, of course, take their cut at some point. But that's a nice angle to it. And Facebook also plans leagues. I mean, there are La Liga has been on Facebook uh, in India, for example, uh, for a while. They might have, but the big challenges over there are um, uh, geographical boundaries that rights holders have. Where can Facebook distribute and blah, or social networks distribute? But the lower leagues, it's much easier conversation for them, and that's apparently what Facebook wants to focus on: lower leagues, amateur leagues, grassroots leagues, um, pay-per-view content for all of them to help basically generate some uh, broadcasting revenue uh, for those lower leagues. I like that story. I think it's a smart move from Facebook. Yeah, and if you, I think if you scroll down there, you can also see what this can look like or how simple it can be done by someone who, who wants to stream. Um, if you would do the scrolling, I think there's further down. What's that? Yeah, I mean, this is how you can set the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's important to, to highlight. I mean, if if you want to stream your game when you're playing or your team is playing, that's all you need. And you need your smartphone, yeah. and you need a stabilizer or a tripod, and, you, and of course, a stable internet connection, but then you're good to go. This is how it's done today. Yeah, and it's simple. Yeah, the advertisement that is shown in, <laughs> on your screens. <laughs> Today, what, what, I, that's in German. What is it saying? I didn't even. What did it say? <laughs> Seven ways to build wealth at the age of fifty. Hey man, I'm not. I'm, I have a way to go. I have a way to go. Not not fifty yet, though. But I, I can take those steps now. Why not? <laughs> but no. Uh, coming back to Facebook. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't say it sounds a bit desperate while others are like winning the the, the streaming wars um, or the sports wars. Um, they have to try something. But I don't know. Facebook's property not so valuable anymore, is it? No, not really. And I think it's it's them trying to get basically get into the video game suddenly. I mean, the video game, uh, which is. A bit of a weird play. I mean, I don't think Facebook is really the platform people are going to watch video content in the first place. Um, I can see it from there, and it's like trying to milk whatever they can out of who, all the users that they have. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many people will actually be paying for content on Facebook. I would rather rather see them work with someone like Buzzer, the startup that we've been talking about, that that sells those short highlight clips out of games when they happen. Um, because Facebook has the reach, and maybe that works better than the entire stream, and maybe that, that can be embedded into, into Instagram or something it, where it just works better. I don't know. Just just my two cents. Actually, now I get it. I think that ad showed up because it's Facebook. It's Facebook is targeting that demographic now, right? Like that's the only people <laughs> left on on Facebook. It's your aunts and uncles. So maybe that's the connection. Yeah. But yeah. Great. Um, yeah, you talked about um, the video game. Um, so we are going to make the switch to gaming, actually. Yeah, I like the story. Yeah, um, you can jump right in um, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, it is about um, Netflix taking the next step and potentially going into the gaming sector. Uh, as of now, these are all rumors. Uh, I think there was this one. Uh, Portal or website, the information who um, reported it first. 
Um, yeah, there are some rumors that Facebook is hiring people for that endeavor. And yeah, the underlying principle is that there is a history of um, Netflix producing um, series based on uh, previously successful video games. Um, I think they, they're giving some examples here. Uh, they're saying, for example, that they have done, um, yeah, uh, yeah, Resident Witcher. Evil. Witcher was a big one, Resident Evil, yeah. Witcher, Castlevania, um, and there are a bunch of other things where they uh, potentially can uh, imagine to turn what they have as a series into a video game. So it could potentially work, work uh, both ways. And um, there was actually an official statement made by um, Netflix, which uh, leaves the door super wide open. It says, our members value the variety and quality of our content. It's why we've continually expanded our offering from series to documentaries, film, local language, originals, and reality TV. Members also enjoy engaging more directly with stories they love through interactive shows like Bandersnatch and You vs. Wild, um, or games based on Stranger Things like Casa del Papel and To All the Boys. So we're excited to do more with interactive entertainment. And yeah, I mean, not, not denying anything there and clearly pointing towards where, where the story is going, right? Yeah, for me, I, I didn't know that they had a strange. It totally makes sense, but I didn't know that they had commissioned a Stranger Games, uh, Stranger Things game. And as it says lower later in the article, that that never happened. Yeah. Like Casa, de, I mean, um, yeah, I don't think I'd play any of those. I mean, I'm not a Stranger Things fan. Were you? I, I caught the first season, and after that, it kind of yeah, even yeah, Casa de Papel. Everybody went on about Berlin, Berlin, and Stockholm. You know, that show wasn't for me either. It had that initial push. But after that, it just—it was a bit flat. I didn't watch any of those, to, to be honest. Um, but yeah, but I mean, huge it, fan followings, both of them. Sorry, huge followings. I mean, like yeah. super widely watched. Yeah. I mean, there there is a close tie there. Like, um, I mean, fans of the video games are excited to see that turned into into series, and they're yeah, yeah they're big series fans who would love to play games. So um, I think this is a good story in the making here. Yeah, and I think for Netflix to to own the user, I think the the platform that they're trying to target is the I think it's called the Apple Arcade, right? Um, have Have you used that at all? Have you done any gaming? I mean, I know you're an Apple fanboy through and through. Have you used uh, that part of the platform? First, I mean, I like Apple, but I'm not a fanboy through and through. I just I want to yeah. convince I you. Mean, of the I mean, let's okay, okay. I'll let that one slide. Um. I have a picture in front of Steve Jobs' uh, childhood house, but that's a different story. Um, um, yeah, I never tried gaming on, on Apple. I never tried the arcade package. And it's good that you're mentioning it, because somewhere in the article, I think it's, it's even brought up, um, yeah. yeah, that uh, um, Netflix is considering a bundle of games similar to Apple Arcade. So I mean, Netflix is a subscription-based company. Uh, gaming subscriptions work for Apple, as it seems. So why don't they do the same, right? Yeah, and I think it just creates Netflix positioning. Value positioning is even stronger than Apple's. Uh, interestingly, because Apple, their biggest value for their gaming platform is that you could do it on any of their devices. You yeah. can go iPad, phone, uh, laptop, and like move smoothly between them. But Netflix has the content covered, which I think is probably for the gaming community more important. Um, because especially most gamers will be just be connecting their devices as long as the platforms are open. Um, and that's where Netflix is so rich. If they can just get that content bit right, which they obviously have a great track record of doing, 
And I think the gaming thing could could really explode for them. Speaking about gaming. Yeah. Let's do it. Next up, we have Fortnite and the NBA getting together, teaming up. This is, I think this is really good. Did you catch the... First of all, scroll down a little bit, otherwise we'll not see anything. Yeah, I think that ad just randomly popped up. <laughs> Always happens with me. But uh, more, more. Let's see the nice picture. It's a nice picture. Okay. Yeah, there you go. But those are the jerseys. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I, I want to ask before we jump into the story. Did you see the Fortnite uh, uh, thing with Travis Scott last year? No. Dude, that was mega. And if, like Fortnite's track record with collaborations is amazing. That visual um, concert that Travis Scott did on Fortnite, I caught it just because of that. Uh, just to see what it's like. I'm not a huge Travis Scott fan, nor I. But what they do with collaborations always is amazing. And I'm expecting a lot of big things out of this one as well. Um, so basically what they're doing is... Yeah, is there an ad happening right now? From another ad. I think this is... Yeah, okay. Wonderful ad. So, I, yeah, of course, I'm also funding. No surprise. <laughs> yeah, uh, there we go. Yeah, anyway, this is really interesting. Fortnite is going to, uh, you're going to have jerseys for all the 30 teams available on the, yeah, there you go. Thanks, Ben. Uh, always looks better on your <laughs> screen and ads as well. Except the cookie so one. Um, yeah, so they're doing jerseys for all the 30 teams. Uh, that's going to be um, uh, available for players to put on. There's a bunch of other memorabilia. I think there are two players that are featured on there as well. It's uh, uh, Trey Young and Devin Booker, I think. Was it? Yeah. Uh, sorry, Donovan Mitchell. Players uh, featured uh, prettily as well, and they have some merchandise that they're going to be promoting. Um, so basically, Fortnite players, they're going to be 15,000 players per NBA team. So you can be one of 15,000 who's representing that team. At the end, there's a tally, everything aggregates, and see which team, uh, which NBA team wins overall. I mean, I'm expecting a lot of really cool things from this collaboration. So you're going to get jerseys, you're going to get players, you're going to get some team versus team competition, all, all, all right, in, right in the middle of the playoffs. When does it happen? Starts, I think, on the 24th of May, it says. Mm -hmm. was it, that was... What is happening? I'm losing my stream. Uh, but I think it starts next week. And it'll continue right through till the middle of the playoffs. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, um, as, as we said before, um, tapping into new audiences, younger audiences is always an important thing for, for the big leagues. And um, I think this is this is a great step. I mean, uh, I think the was it the, the Neymar Fortnite collaboration was already um, super popular and, and, and now that's just another one. Yeah, I, I don't know if my stream is a bit dodgy now suddenly but at my end. But yeah, they had the problem with the NFL a couple of years ago, which was super successful. Now at the NBA, yeah, I'm looking forward to this collaboration. Let's see what comes out of it. Cool. And that is 
it for today, right? We are keeping it short and crisp. Yeah. We'll leave at least say five minutes. Uh, so no plus one today, not speaking about the um, video that we posted on our YouTube channel last week. You can check it out yourself. That is us in 25 minutes. Anything else, Ron? He's, he's he's frozen. He doesn't speak to me anymore. Oh man, am I back? Okay. Anyway, we just about made it. My internet has somehow survived. <laughs> All right. Have a good day, everyone. Just.